Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. I hope you all are doing well. I am so excited to be back with another episode today. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you signs that it may be time for you to make a shift and how to actually follow through with making the necessary shifts. What really sparked this topic for me is the fact that I'm actually feeling a little bit stuck in a similar spot in my own life right now and the fact that Pluto is going to be moving into Aquarius very soon This is going to bring a lot of awareness around a particular area of your life that needs to start changing, transforming, and shifting. For me, I have just been feeling this need to shift, constantly tapping on my shoulder. This need to shift has been yelling at me, screaming at me, telling me, it's time to shift, it's time to move, it's time to make the necessary changes that you need to make. And I've just been ignoring this tap on my shoulder. And I've been really needing to hold myself accountable for the lack of motivation to make the necessary changes. And I'm going to be going into all of this more in depth, but I figured I'd just take a moment to be real and honest with all of you. It's definitely been a more difficult month for me and a lot of it has to do with just learning acceptance. Acceptance is something that I've had to come to terms with in many areas of my life, acceptance and patience. And something that I've been really needing to learn is to accept my infertility journey. And I honestly hate bringing it up because I always feel like I'm sounding like I'm complaining or wanting sympathy, and it's really not that. It's more so just a little vent in case someone listening has gone through something similar. And I know that I'm not alone because I have had listeners reach out, and I just want you to know that it absolutely makes my day when you guys reach out to me and you let me know that you're listening to the podcast and that you find what I share helpful. It just reminds me why I enjoy recording these episodes. But yeah, next month in April, it will be two years of trying to conceive my first child. And this journey has been such a mix of emotions for me because, you know, some days it doesn't hurt as much. Some days I'm not even thinking about it. It might be lingering in my mind, but some days I do feel like I've accepted it. And then other days, I just feel this immense longing for my child, and it feels so confusing, it feels heartbreaking, and emotionally and physically draining. And I guess that's where faith has to come into play, because that's truly what I'm needing to have in these moments, right, is faith. Faith that one day, by some miraculous miracle, I'll finally look at a pregnancy test and I'll see two lines. And that one day I'll finally be holding my baby in my arms. No one can tell me that it's a definite. They can't tell me that it's going to happen for sure. But they can tell me, you know, keep the faith. And that's so hard sometimes. I really, especially with a journey like this, you know, 
when people tell you, well, have the faith, it'll happen soon enough. And like, yeah, like I understand where they're coming from and I tell myself this too, but still sometimes that's just not what we wanna hear when we're struggling. And I get that. I'm sure there has been many situations in your own life where people are like, well, keep the faith, everything happens for a reason, blah, blah, blah. And that's hard. It's hard when you're going through a difficult challenge and somebody tells you that. But unfortunately, that is something that I'm needing to lean into. And, you know, I think many can relate to this in a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to just be related to infertility. It could be something else that you've gone through in life where you felt confused, lost, and heartbroken over an event that just does not make sense. And you're not sure of what the outcome is going to be. So you tell yourself, you know, I just need to have faith that it's going to work out. It's like having blind faith. And so I'm at that point right now where this infertility journey has moments that make me feel completely empty inside. And whenever I see someone announce the news that they're expecting a baby of their own, I instantly get triggered and I feel waves of sadness. And I hate that that's my immediate reaction, but I'm only human. And I used to want to push those emotions aside and be like, wow, you should not be upset. Be happy for them. You know, this isn't about you blah, 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 you'll have your moment eventually. I used to tell myself all of these things, kind of like guilt myself into feeling the way that I feel about my journey. And that's not okay. I should not be doing that. I should not be guilting myself for feeling the way I do about certain situations that are happening in my life. And I want you to know that too. If you're in a challenging spot, a difficult spot, and you feel those emotions come up where you're like, oh, like this is so painful for me. This is so frustrating. Like I just want to cry. I just want to feel this pain. Don't push that away. Allow yourself to feel those emotions. It's so important. We are all human and we are here to learn how to deal with our emotions, to process our emotions. And one of the biggest ways to do so is to actually allow yourself to feel them instead of guilting or shaming yourself for feeling them. So it's just been a very confusing journey to navigate and sometimes my energy just isn't all there and I feel like I have to force myself to do the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And I told myself that if at the two-year mark I have not conceived yet, then I need to let go more. I need to allow myself to enjoy life because this whole journey of trying to conceive has put me on this path where I am continuously pushing off the things that I want to do just in case I get pregnant. I'm always thinking ahead when I'm planning things like, oh, you know, but what if I'm pregnant then? And it's like I'm living my life on pause and not actually living life in the moment. And that is what needs to change. So I'm actually allowing myself to travel more this year. I'll be going to Florida on Monday, so that should be a nice getaway to hopefully refresh and re-spark my creativity. Then I have a trip to Charleston coming up. And then in October, I'll be going to Sedona in Arizona and hopefully getting back to maybe a Vegas trip with my husband or we'll go somewhere else, who knows. But this year is the last year in my 20s. So it's time that I actually just live a bit. So that's just where I'm at currently. And I kind of just wanted to mention that um, and let you know what kind of sparked this episode, I guess. So if you're ready to dive into today's episode, then let's get into it.
right, so first I want to chat about the signs that it might be time to make a shift and what do I even mean when I say like it's time to shift. So when it comes to making a shift, what it actually really means or what I mean when I say that is that it's time to make a necessary change in order to get your energy flowing again and to like realign yourself. I've said this in one of my earlier podcast episodes, but I'm going to mention it again because I haven't brought it up in a while. I like to think of life as a maze. There are so many paths that you can take, but there's only one path that I like to think of as the most aligned path that is going to feel the most seamless for you, I guess. The one that is going to make you feel good. And how you feel can indicate if you're in alignment or not. And I find that it's so easy to fall out of alignment with that path. And if you do, it does not mean that you're living your life wrong. I just like to think of it as like a detour, a soul lesson along the way. When you're out of alignment, you will often notice that you are met with a lot of challenges, a lot of blocks, just like in a maze. You choose a path and then boom, you hit a dead end. And that's not the path that leads to the exit. But, you know, when you're doing this path, when you're in this maze, right, you don't just let that dead end stop you. You simply turn around, readjust, and you try a different path. And at least now, you know that that path was not the one. Life is just so very similar. You choose a path, and sometimes you find that it ends up leading you to a challenge, a block. And instead of allowing yourself to stay stuck in that challenge, you want to learn from it, realize that it is not for you, and that there's something better, a better path, readjust and realign. But what happens is we can so easily allow ourselves to get stuck in that dead end. And there's so many reasons for this, which I'll talk about after, but it's not that we are actually stuck. Being stuck is just an illusion. There is always a way out, but it's up to us to recognize that. And the only way out is allowing yourself to choose differently. So how do you recognize if you are needing to shift directions? Well, one, you feel extremely drained all the time. If you are always feeling drained, there's usually a need that you are not meeting. We can get so caught up in everyday life that we tend to ignore our own needs. We just go with the motions, wake up, get ready, go to work, come home, have maybe just a little bit of alone time if we're lucky. We get ready for bed, we sleep, and we repeat. The thing is, society has conditioned us into believing that that is just how life works. Life is work, 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 rest a little bit, repeat. The amount of time we typically have to spend with friends and family and even for ourselves can be extremely limited depending on your job, which is why it was really important for me to make a shift back when I recognized that I was stuck in this unfulfilling cycle. And that was so hard for me to make because society really does push this narrative that that's how life is supposed to be lived. Now, I'm not here to say that you need to not work a nine to five and that the reason that you're unfulfilled is because of your job, blah, 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 because that would not be fair to say. Everyone has their own life path, their own maze that is custom to what your soul is wanting to learn in this lifetime. 
For some, having a nine to five job is exactly what their soul needs because they are learning security, responsibility, building a steady foundation, and so much more that can come with a typical nine to five job. But for me, I knew that that was not my path because I could feel it in my body. When it comes to recognizing when you need to shift, you need to pay attention to the signs that your body gives you. When you feel drained, burnt out, exhausted, or when you emotionally feel like something is stealing your peace from you, that's often a sign that you need to shift and realign. And I think this can bring up another conversation about purpose. Because oftentimes I see people asking, well, how do I know what my life purpose is? And is my career my life purpose? The truth is, no, your career could have nothing to do with your life purpose. Your purpose could be to simply exist, or it could be to learn what it's like to travel or live without boundaries, to live a very free, fulfilling life. Your purpose could be to work with children, to have children, to be, you know, a nurturing soul to other people around you. There are so many things that we can learn in this lifetime for soul growth, and it does not have to be all about our job. It could even be to simply learn how to communicate with other people in healthy ways. You could even be the person who creates transformation and change within a corporate job setting. Like I said, there are so many things that can be tied into your soul's mission, is what I like to call it. It's essentially just what your soul wants to learn. And for some people, yeah, their career is tied into that. But for others, it does not have to be. And I also think it's important not to lose yourself in your career. And I also think it's important to keep in mind that everyone's path is different. No path is exactly the same, which is why it's also so important not to compare where you are to where somebody else is in life. Let go of the pressure that you put on yourself to have to have it all figured out by a particular point in your life because truly no one has it all figured out. We are all just students of life, learning as we go. It's about the journey, not the destination. So when it comes to knowing when it's time to make a shift, you have to really listen to your body. And this is not just with career, but also with relationships. How do you feel after hanging out with someone? Do you feel recharged? Do you feel better when you leave? Are you happy that you got to talk to them? Or do you leave their presence feeling drained, unsatisfied, upset, judged, and like you can't wait to go home? Our body will give us hints as to when we are out of alignment, but it's up to us to listen to those hints. And sometimes it's not that you need to let go of the relationship altogether, but maybe you need to set boundaries or maybe you need to listen to your body. Do you feel okay hanging out with people right now or do you need time alone to recharge right now? And I think it's also important to remember that the saying, oh, you know, work is not supposed to be fun, no one really likes their job, blah, 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 that's all bullshit. And it's been fed to us by those in power in order to keep us stuck in these cycles where we feel powerless and continue to go to jobs that drain us, making money for other people, because we have been conditioned to believe that that is normal. But one of the most powerful ways that I have been able to make huge shifts in my own life is through questioning what I have been taught to believe. Because what someone else believes to be true does not have to be my truth. 
And I have come to realize that life is far too short to go to a job that I absolutely hate or to go to a job where I'm not respected as a human being or to be in a relationship with someone who takes advantage of me or to be surrounded by people who continuously put me down. And sure, you know, maybe someone else is okay with going to a job that they hate and they are okay with telling themselves it's just, you know, a job, let me just go get it done. But in my opinion, it's not so much that they're okay with it, it's more so that they are comfortable with it because they have normalized those conditions in their own mind. And if you've been listening to my podcast since the beginning, then you know how much I like to talk about how we tend to attract people and situations that feel familiar to us. And our career choice can be a great reflection of that. So now the next indicator that you need to shift is when you are being met with constant roadblocks, constant challenges, oftentimes these blocks, these challenges come in to redirect you or, you know, maybe you're simply needing to learn a lesson for soul growth. Going back to our maze example, You have your ego, right? So your ego is what can only see what's in front of you. That's why your ego can be really fearful if you're wanting to make a change. Your ego might come in and say, well, are you sure you want to try that new job? Because like, what if it doesn't work out? Or are you sure you want to like break up with this person who's really toxic? Because then you're gonna be alone and that's kind of scary, right? Our ego can only see what's right in front of us. It does not see the bigger picture. Now, our intuition, however, our intuition has a higher perspective. It can see more of the maze. Therefore, our intuition can help guide us. But oftentimes, it's hard to distinguish between ego and intuition and anxiety and all of that. When you listen to your intuition, it is your inner compass. You should learn to trust it more. And then you have the universe. The universe can see the entire maze and knows the exact path that is going to lead you exactly where you are meant to be. So when the universe knows that you are out of alignment, it is going to challenge you. It is going to throw a delay. It is gonna throw a roadblock because it knows that there's something better for you or because the timing just is not right yet. And this can happen in many ways, but it can often feel like rejection and it can feel very frustrating and upsetting, but changing your perspective on how you view these blocks, these challenges can be a huge game changer. It's not that the universe is saying no, the universe is just saying not right now, or I have something so much better for you. And often these challenges come in when the universe sees that you are afraid to make a shift. So instead, it's going to throw these challenges your way in order to force you to make a change, to shift, to make a move. So for example, for me, right, I started off as a full-time server. I've used this example many times before, so I'm sorry if you've heard it before, but I was a full-time server. I, you know, decided to go to college because I felt that that was what I was supposed to do. It was considered the societal norm, and I felt that if I didn't go to college, I would be stuck struggling forever. That was the mindset I had that I had been taught by my guidance counselors and everybody around me, so that's what I did. Now, when I got to college, I quickly could feel that I did not align with this. Every time I had to go to class. It was a huge struggle. I continuously was met with challenges at college. My roommates 
we didn't get along at all. There was a lot of situations like I came home one night and from a weekend away and there were boy boxers in my bed and I just remember being so frustrated like how disrespectful of you allowing like just allowing boys to sleep in my bed while I'm gone whatever. It was just a very frustrating experience and quickly realized that I did not want to do college anymore. I was pretty much failing a lot of my classes. I had no motivation to want to learn and I found a lot of the classes to be pointless. They weren't related to anything that I wanted to do. They were really general and I felt like I was wasting my money. So I dropped out of college and then I was full-time serving and eventually I started feeling extremely stuck. I felt like I could not get ahead. It was really hard for me to balance all of my financial situations because having a serving job is not reliable at all. Really, the income fluctuates a lot. And I've dealt with so many people that just really frustrated me. Like, you really realize that the serving industry, the food industry, it brings out the worst kinds of people at times. So, yeah, I was like, this feels very purposeless and I'm miserable. So I started to apply to other jobs, okay? Now, it's so funny. It's so funny looking back at it now because at the time I was so frustrated because every job I reached out to, I would get rejected. I'm not qualified enough, da 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 Like there was always something as to why I was not able to get a job. So that led me to feel even more hopeless and stuck in my current situation, feeling like I made a huge mistake dropping out of college and... I was like in this woe is me mentality, victim of my own circumstances and choices that I made. So fast forward, that eventually led me to starting my blog. As you can see, the roadblock, the challenges were the rejection from all of those jobs that I applied to. And that led me to redirecting my path to my blog, which then blew up and led me to working for myself. So the universe knew, the universe freaking knew, and it actually kind of makes me a little bit emotional thinking back on all of this, but the universe knew that I was not meant to have a nine to five job. I was not meant to work for anybody else. I was meant to work for myself. And I've done a lot of soul contract readings, um, needle astrology readings, like this is all reflected back to me in all of these readings saying, I am not meant to work for somebody else. I am meant to work for myself. The universe knew that, so it kept throwing that rejection, that delay, that challenge, that block, because the universe knew that was not the most aligned path for me. And eventually, it led me to the path that I feel the happiest on, where I'm working for myself, where I'm creating my own hours, where I'm able to show up how I want to, when I want to. And that was so important for my soul growth. So whenever there are rejections, challenges, blocks, It's because the universe has that full picture view for you and it's really trying to challenge you to reconsider what you're worthy of, what you really want, and what your soul really wants. Just to make sure you're not acting out of fear, out of ego, out of comfort. Now, another indication that it's time to shift is you are seeing signs. The universe talks to us, but we have to be open to listening. And a lot of the times the universe will show us signs when it's time to change. So one way you may see signs is through repeating numbers, angel numbers, right? 111, 333, 
222, a lot of people may think of signs as, oh, it's just a coincidence. But I will tell you right now, if you open your mind up to signs, you will notice your awareness increases and you will be more willing to make necessary changes. It's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. It kind of gives you a sense of hope. And I feel like that's why a lot of people turn towards religion and God because they want to have hope. They want to have faith in something when they're not sure of what the outcome will be because not knowing the outcome creates fear. So having hope makes things not as scary. And so when you see the signs, you kind of feel like you're not alone. You kind of feel like, you know, the universe, God, whatever you believe in is listening to you and showing up for you. And I, when I started my spiritual journey, my healing journey that had led me to redirecting my entire path and led to a huge inner transformation and shift, I started seeing angel numbers. And it was crazy. It would be so random. It would be like, all right, I saw it on the gas price. I saw it on um, the clock. The clock is a very common way. And to be honest, when I see repeating numbers not on a clock, I feel like the universe is talking to me so much more. It just feels so much more real. Um, And then also the universe will talk to you through animals, okay? This happened to me so many times. It's kind of creepy. So... When I was living at my old house, that was extremely toxic, which I mentioned before, it had mold growing in it, it was dark, it was damp, I was sick, I was mentally unstable in a really unhealthy place where I was soothing myself with wine every night, like bottles of wine, it was just terrible. But when I started to realize that I needed to make a shift, to make a change, and I really needed to get out of that environment, I started to notice the signs. I started seeing the repeating numbers. I came across tarot, pick a card readings, all of that stuff. But animals also started to show up a lot more. And what I mean by this is I literally had birds flying into my window, smashing into my window. Now, I don't know, maybe that's common for some people, but for me, it was not common. The first time this ever happened to me was at this house when I was starting to think about moving. And it would smash really hard into my window. And, you know, I did my research, like, what does this mean? Because I'm like, what does this mean? Is this a sign? And it meant a couple different things. Um, Some of the meanings were bad, but I never really like fear-based things. So I didn't think of it as a bad thing. Instead, I thought of it as, okay, change is coming. Change is needing to happen. And shortly after I ended up moving, so that's really cool. And then when I had first moved into this new house, (laughs) this is so crazy, it's so weird, but I had two experiences with a bird again, and then my husband also had an experience. So I had a bird fly into the window again at this new house, and I was like, okay, that's really freaking weird. I don't understand what is happening. And then on a separate occasion when I was thinking a lot about my infertility journey and trying to conceive and getting really stressed out about this, I had a little bird on my front step with its beak 
tapping on the door, like literally knocking on the door with its beak. And it it was doing this for a solid like five minutes, just walking, tapping on the, the door, walking, tapping on the door. Like it was literally like as if it wanted me to let it in. It was so bizarre. And then my husband was upstairs, you know, putting some laundry away. And all of a sudden a bird smashed into that window. So bizarre. But then shortly after all of these changes took place, we got married and you know, whatever else. But yeah, the universe will also show you signs through animals. Like maybe you'll see a deer or maybe you'll see like bunnies hopping around. Like when you see animals that seem really unfamiliar that you don't usually normally see, look up the meaning of that and maybe the message will resonate with you. And then another way that you may find signs and synchronicities when it's time to shift is if you're talking to someone and all of a sudden they say something like really out of left field that just resonates so much where you're just like, wow, I was just thinking about doing that. And this feels like confirmation. This feels like a sign that I need to go and do that. Or you'll be listening to a song on the radio. Like I had a really weird synchronicity when I was driving alone in my car one day and I was like, wow, I really miss my grandpa because he had passed away. And I was like, thinking about him and I was like grandpa can you just show me a sign that you're with me still and immediately after I said that in my head a song came on the radio and they were like oh we have a new song for you to listen to it's called I wish grandpa's never died and I was like oh my gosh okay that's a sign like my grandpa was like yep I'm, I'm still with you I'm still here so Looking for the signs and synchronicities can be really reassuring. It can make you feel like you have some hope and it can also just help guide you along your journey. And it's really helped me. So that's just my two cents on that. So if you are recognizing that you need to shift, now that you know that you need to shift, how can you actually do it? Because let's face it, we probably all need to shift in some way. I find life to be a never-ending journey of constant cycles that bring shifts and changes. And even though we know we need to shift, that feeling can become so paralyzing to the point where we become overwhelmed by all of the shifts that we choose to do nothing at all. And I've been there before, knowing I need to make a change, but feeling so unable to do so. And I promise if you don't make the change, the universe is gonna eventually do it for you and that can come in a more unexpected way. The first step to actually shifting is to bring awareness to what needs to shift, what needs to change. Because you cannot make a change or shift unless you are first aware of what needs to change. Take the time to reflect. What can you improve on? What in your life right now feels out of alignment? Where is your energy being drained? After the awareness takes place, you now want to work on reframing any mindsets around why you may still feel reluctant to make those changes. For example, you really hate your job, but maybe you keep telling yourself, you know, I'll never be qualified for anything else, or you're afraid to start over because starting over means that you're a beginner again, and that feels uncomfortable. You don't like your job, but you find comfort in knowing what you're doing. So you settle for the job. These are all limiting beliefs that hold you back from making the necessary shifts. Oftentimes, the number one reason why we don't make the shift is because we have a fear of the unknown and we don't want to feel uncomfortable because our ego finds comfort 
in what's familiar. And this can happen with relationships too, especially if you come from a dysfunctional family or household growing up. You may find comfort in chaos because it's what you've been used to. So letting go of toxic partners can be really difficult for you because even though you know that they're not good for you, there is comfort in that chaos and in that toxicity. It's a familiar pattern that you need to break, but you have grown to find comfort in it, even if it's subconsciously. And on top of that, Again, we have those fears that creep in, like the fear of being alone, the fear of, you know, not being able to afford living on your own. And if you let go of this person, well, now what are you going to do? You're so fearful of what's going to happen now because we tend to lose ourselves and our identity within relationships. So after you bring awareness to the surface and you identify the limiting beliefs holding you back, you then rewrite those beliefs and then you have to hold yourself accountable. Because unfortunately, the only person who can bring shift and transformation into your life is yourself. People can guide you, but only you know what you need to do and only you can make that necessary change. Hold yourself accountable for your actions and your choices and start choosing differently. And that's what's so important, choosing differently. Because so often we may think that we are choosing differently, But in reality, we're really not. And I've seen this happen so many times, especially in the restaurant industry for me, myself personally, as someone who was stuck in the toxic food service cycle, I would go from one waitressing job to the next waitressing job thinking, well, not all waitressing jobs will end up the same. Maybe I just need to try a different restaurant. Maybe I just need a different environment. But no, it did not matter. They all brought me the same result. So if you want to shift, you have to start choosing differently and start slowly. You can make simple, slow shifts. If you try to shift your entire life all at once, it's not gonna work. You're going to be so overwhelmed, your body is gonna go into shutdown mode, and it's just not gonna work. So start slowly. And work on building a solid foundation with your sense of self. Go within and really discover who you are without the outside opinions and perspectives and noise of everybody else. Forget about what society tells you you are. Forget about what your mom tells you you are. Forget about what your partner tells you you are. Who do you believe you are? What do you believe? It does not matter what anybody else believes. What do you feel is best for you? And I think another helpful tip too is to move, especially when you feel stuck. Movement is so important and it can really get that stuck energy flowing again. As someone who now works from home for myself, I have to hold myself accountable for literally everything and I can easily feel creatively blocked or stuck. And so it's so important for me to take time to take a break, to get up and move my body, to shake it out, to go for a walk, do some breath work, whatever it is that gets your energy flowing. Move your body. And this works for your space too. When I was a kid, I was always wanting to move my room around. I would constantly switch it up. I'd move my bed from one side to the next. I think it actually drove my parents crazy. But moving around your environment, it brings new energy into the space and it can re-spark your motivation and get you to shift. 
So this is just what has helped me. Again, we all have different paths in life. What works for one person may not always work for the next. I really hope that you found these tips helpful. As Saturn moves into Pisces and Pluto moves into Aquarius, by the end of the month, I think you're going to become a lot more aware of what shifts you are needing to be making. Just remember that the choice is yours to make. And I hope you continue to choose what makes you feel alive and fulfilled. I'm sending you so much love. Until next time. Mm-hmm.